Hello, and welcome to another show of Waking Up, Conscious Discussions About Our Changing Reality. My name is Carolyn Greenleaf. I am your hostess, and I would like to, well, it's not even an introduction. Um, This is Brian Rassi. Brian was on our show last year, uh, just a few months ago, and the name of that show was called Earthing Your Dreams Into Reality. I just... (laughs) So so anyways, this is a very relaxed show. Uh, Yes. So to get, you know, more information about Brian, you know, beyond this show, there is, uh, you can find that in that other show. So Brian Rassi is on a mission to help growth minded um, business owners who feel like if they only had the money they could experience their big vision. Brian's um, results-oriented approach helps remove essentially all barriers to business growth through a unique structure of planning, uh, mindset mastery, plus extensive financial expertise. He loves seeing the success clients actually achieve by being able to finally say yes to the right money at the right time in the right way to fulfill their mission and vision for their businesses. And what he really hasn't included in in, in this um, in this uh, intro is that Brian is also very much the master of blending our spiritual principles or the laws of creation in all of his programs. And um, Brian also just came out with his wonderful book called Lack or Success. And it's beautifully put together, Brian, really, really wonderfully done. Um, I've been working through it and it really is amazing um you know but first of all you know welcome to the show again brian i am really glad that you're here uh carolyn i'm fired up i always love coming on your podcast and talking with you i mean this is great i I, i'm so excited for this podcast awesome awesome it's always great to have you on here too and i know you've been really busy um not just with the book but with uh you know uh prior to hitting record, we were talking about, um, you know, Brian's business is just really exploding. And uh, <laughs> he's kind of having to grow more arms, I think, to, to manage it and, and all that. But I know you can do it, Brian. Um, it's, been, it's been a fun journey. It's yes. been, always being asked to grow. It's a lesson. Oh. It's, all, oh. it's a lesson. That is, that's the principle of, of creation is that we're always in the state of creating. If not, then we're in a state of, you know, being stuck. Um, And that's not, you know, we're not aligned then. And your book talks a lot about being aligned. Um, So, you know, first of all, um, what was it that got you to write this book? Oh, that's a loaded question, but I'm glad, I'm glad you asked it, Carolyn, you know, for, for years, for years. And many, I mean, some of you, many of your listeners don't know my background, but for the last people you've come to me for, for money since 2004 and my late significant other, who was really good friends with Carolyn uh, was my partner, business partner. She passed away about four and four and a half years ago, but she was very, very gifted intuitively in the spiritual community. So for years, we used to kind of blend the money and the business with the spiritual uh, principles and use that to move things forward. But there was a time uh, for years where I would get so, 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 so close to grabbing onto a success of, a, of an adventure and have for some reason have it be ripped apart. And when that starts happening, uh, it starts to get into your psyche. One years go by, Two years go by, you regroup, you go back at it again, and all of a sudden it gets ripped apart again. And then you go back at it again, and all of a sudden it gets ripped apart again. And then until ultimately, I felt when Amelda passed away, it was like everything shattered that day. I lost my partner. I lost my business. I lost everything. I lost my identity. I lost everything about who I was associated with for close to 15 years. And it was a devastating track where I decided 
<clears throat> whatever it was going to take, I was going to make it happen. And Melda, I don't know if you've taken this course, Carolyn, but you remember Melda had the rich playbook? Yes. Yes. Okay, I well, have it too. Yes. Well, about three weeks after Melda passed away, I got an idea to go to the rich playbook. And I've taken this course for years. Melda put this on for years. It was multiple times a year. But for some reason, when I was at my lowest, lowest, lowest point, I was vulnerable enough to get the wisdom that was out of that course. Mm-hmm. And that day was the impetus that I made the pact that whatever was going to take to become successful again, to regain my intuition, to, to regain the stuff that I relied on as a spiritual crutch with a melt by my side. It's really hard to master your, um, your innate skills when you have a master next to you that, you know, you, she becomes a spiritual crutch. And from that point, allow it, Uh, I'm just, I'm going to throw that out there is, yeah. Is that when you allow someone else to be, to master and guide you, then that's an issue. However, when you become the master, then you can walk side by side with another master. True. And and that was a lesson that wasn't known back then. Wasn't known four and a half years ago. You know, it was, we were touching on it. We were touching on it, but I never, I never could put it together. I could never put it all together. It so it became a selfish act, a selfish act where I was like, I don't care how much money, I don't care how much time, I don't care where I have to go to figure it out. It's going down. And then whatever that took, that pact was made that day after I took the rich playbook that day. And that set me on a quest. And I didn't know how that quest was going to manifest into something, but about a year and a half went by a year and a half went by. And I remember I went to this entrepreneur uh, convention. It was in Cincinnati. It was startup Cincinnati, great conventions, five days. And I was, I was visiting that town and I was like, all right, let's go see what's going on in the entrepreneurship world in Cincinnati. And I go into this beautiful facility. It's three floors. They have all these hundreds of speakers over five days. And I was there, Carolyn. And I, I, it felt like to me, every speaker had, was touching, talking about failure. They were talking about failure and I was going to every one of them. I was, I literally parked my car. I did not leave the facility. I went to speech after speech after the first day. I was like, why am I getting this urge? to write about failure. Like, I felt like I have to write about this. Like this thing has to go down. Like I remember I went back uh, to my family and I go, Hey, I think I have to write a book about failure. I'll never get it. My mom said to me, no, who wants to hear about failure? And I, that minute she said that I was like, huh, I'm writing the book. <laughs> that and that's how it all that's how it really started to manifest from that point forward mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's funny how the universe puts you in those predicaments and yes. you have to do it yes yes you know and i love you use the term unlack in your book too yeah um, do you want to expand on that just a little bit because i i read that i'm like <laughs> That's just because pretty brilliant. You know, I, I know, I know, I understand what it means, but you know, it's just unlocked that it, it means success, right? <laughs> well, if you look at the definition of success and failure, if you look at the definition of failure, it's lack of success. Mm-hmm. So, so oh, when okay. you experience a failure, it's lack of success. Mm-hmm. So if you want to experience, if you think of it as an equation, mm-hmm. failure equals success and there's lack of success, right? Then remove the lack and you get what? Mm-hmm. You get the success. So when you unlack, you remove lack. Yeah. But I didn't really, most people don't understand the word lack mm-hmm. because th- that was the impetus of why the book was named Lack or Success mm-hmm. was I, I didn't fully understand it. I didn't fully understand the word lack. I, we hear failure all the time. Mm-hmm. We hear failure all the time. But when you start diving in the world, lack, people are like, ooh, I understand it, but I never went into the, the definition of it, the being without, right? You're lacking something, being without something. And, and I kept going back on the definitions of words. It felt like to me, I, I, there was something more going on. There's something more going on to this failure thing. Failure is like, uh, you ever hear the root cause 
uh, like the Band-Aid approach, Carolyn, have you ever heard of the Band-Aid approach? Oh, of course. That that's it's all over the spiritual world. It's you know the holistic approach is getting to the root cause. You got to get to the root cause. Why? So, yes. And, and so that was that. You know, when so what what precedes lack? That was the question that popped in my head. Was mm-hmm. what precedes lack? If if lack precedes failure, mm-hmm. right? What precedes lack? And that was the state of being without. And then it was there was there were some multiple other definitions that we go into the book. Uh, of what we realized was it really came back to there's a meaning behind experiencing lack. Why would you experience lack? Why would you experience that if there was not something more uh, a part of the journey of it? And it became back to one of Imelda's principles called uh, magic, multidimensional alignment with God's infinite creation. And you talked about alignment earlier in the book. You have to become aligned. You have to become aligned with what you are truly seeking. And that first starts with, why are you here? <laughs> why are we experiencing so many failures? Why are we experiencing them? It kept driving me and driving me and driving me to figure out this quest of why does failure happen? And why does it only happen to certain things or certain people at certain times and not for others? Like, you know, is there a magical switch that turns it on and off or is it something else that's going on? It was very, very frustrating. The journey of figuring this out. I don't know about you on your journey. Yes, absolutely. I, um, you know, uh, everything that you're talking about, I, the same thing, uh, especially, you know, as I was writing the book, reentering Eden, reclaiming our wholeness and divine truth, I had to understand um, the other side. I have to understand both sides. We are two sides of the same coin. We are our authentic aligned soul self. This is the alignment, but we are also here to experience our ego self. And this is all the mindsets, all the beliefs, everything that it, that the outside world is telling us to do, or is the truth. It's very, um, it's, it's not connected to, um, the wisdom of the soul or to creation at all. It is, uh, it's ego based. It's based on fears. And so part of that lack is part of that. It is, it is a fear when people are lacking and there's, you know, people are uh, experience lack in multiple ways in their life. I mean, it just invades every area of life. <laughs> um, but it is that mindset. It's part of that other side of the, there are two sides of the coin. So you can't run away. I mean, running away from like, you know what you did, you embraced lack, just like I embraced fear, you know, the opposite, you know, the ego understanding it had to walk in it let go of that and really, really get deep into that to really understand it, to, to, to find freedom and to understand that there's value in both. There is wisdom when you are, when you are experiencing the opposite of your aligned truth. That's why we do this is to gain tremendous wisdom, um, you know, to have the experience, you know, because what in creation, we have everything at a moment's notice. We, we're fearless. We are free. We are abundant in every beautiful way. <laughs> you know, so we said, hey, I would like to know what it's like to not be able to do any of that stuff or to think that I can't do it. <laughs> right. Well, and it's so true. It's so, I, would, I would consider that an epiphany, an epiphany. You know, mm-hmm. we have epiphanies along the way. And this goes back to, you know, and, and you'll see this and I'll share something with your audience, Carolyn, is, you know, I believe that at certain points, we all get these epiphanies. We all get these failures. These things are wake up calls that come to us trying to get our attention. And, and this is part of the self mastery journey that we are on. We are on a self mastery journey and there's certain epiphanies going on. And, and before I, if I forget about it, just know, just know for your audience, we created a self mastery, uh, epiphanies and self mastery series that, that your audience can text, uh, four, one, one, three, two, one, the word mastery to it. And they'll get this wonderful clarity of all the most important five epiphanies that happen on the journey that I feel 
everyone that goes on a self-mastery journey to get to success must know and realize this information to okay. be successful. So Okay, great. And I, I'm going to have all that information as well as, you know, all of Brian's contact information, how to get the book, all of that, um, you know, in uh, at the back of the video. And also this is an, in audio form too. So it will be in the description as well. Um, so I will make sure that you, you get that information. If I don't uh, mention it, I do have a written down to mention that too um, at the end. So okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah, this is good stuff. Really, really good stuff. So yeah, we are, we are all here. We're on our way home, you know, as you know, I talk about the ascension, the awakening of humanity, you know, creations like, Hey, it's your kids. It's the game is over. You know, you've been doing this for thousands of years and now it's time to come home. Remember you signed that contract. (laughs) Who knew this? So now it's time to wake up. And so everyone's really being pushed. So if you have lack issues and any kind of these, I call them ego formations that you still are stuck in, the creation, you know, your guides and angels, it's their job to poke you with it, to really trigger you so that you see it. You know, and a lot of people, they go, oh, my God, you know, um, I, I they tr- still try to run away from it. They still try to deny it, to suppress it. But that just keeps them in, in their cage, in that lack, you know, and, and, and however, you know, and I, I'm speaking of this through my understanding in my work. Uh, but you know what? It's time to just it, it is time to step into that mastery and you've got to completely embrace it. God, like all those fears. And I like to tell people, you know, it's kind of like, a, it is like a game. You know, we all set up, we said, yeah, we're going to pretend like we, you know, uh, we're lacking, <laughs> you know, we're going to try to find that treasure and, you know, and everything else. And, uh, but yeah, now we're, we're, you know, we're being kind of, we're kicked, we're being kicked because we have to all move into our mastery. So, um, okay. So, uh, so why should someone care about mastering success in their life or business? Well, you mentioned it, Karen, you know, about the, the, the lack scenario asking you to wake up, Mm -hmm. wake up. You know, there was a study done that we referenced in the book of a farmer study and they, they, they did a simple financial survey of 400 farmers years ago before their harvest and then after their harvest. And in this survey, these 400 farmers, they only make their money one time a year. So when you have to budget uh, before the harvest, you get, it gets strained. What they found was there was a 13 point difference in their IQ level when they lacked money. Simple decisions. Now, give me an idea of what 13 points is out there for the audience. That's like equivalent to not sleeping at night, working the entire next day, and that is your new normal IQ level ongoing. Mm-hmm. So you ever hear the story? So when you lack money, <laughs> when you mm-hmm. lack access to money, you are 13 points or greater dumber than you were when you have money. Well, what's the difference of you lack money? What's the difference you lack love? Mm-hmm. What's the difference you lack support? What if you difference if you lack time? The point is, is that means you're acting. You're under the pressure of a 13 plus point IQ drop, regardless if it's lack of money, it's lack of time. Have you ever talked to someone who is too busy to talk to you? Mm-hmm. It's horrible. It's the worst conversation you've ever had. I'm too busy to talk to you. No duh. You're, you're lacking time. <laughs> they're, they're, that's my point. That's my point. So you're going to get this wake up call. And if you don't get this right, it's going to rear its head over, over and, and over and over again until you do get it right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, from a spiritual perspective, we could also see that as you're, you've lowered your vibration by, you know, from, by that percentage you know, and, um, and so then you move back into that old mindset, that old programming, again, you slip back into that old groove. And, um, but, you know, when we finally choose to just like what you did, uh, no matter what, I'm going to just keep climbing out of that groove out of that old hole and do whatever it takes. Um, that is a sign of a master, 
And um, yeah, um, you know, through the work that I do too, I understand how amazing it feels when you finally, you get it, you get it and everything shifts for you. You know, the, the, all the energy shifts for you and, uh, and you really begin to understand, you know, it's like you, you understand um, through the, you know, um, through the knowing of your soul, through the wisdom of your soul. And that's all part of alignment. Um, so uh, let me see here. Okay, so there's a, a quote in your book. And it is success is structural, not personal. Can you explain that? What yeah. You by that? Yeah. I mean, I, I heard this quote. It was done by, uh, it, was, it was stated to me by the guy that wrote our forward, Christopher Michael Duncan. He, he heard that and he stated that one day on a presentation that I heard him years ago. And when he said it, it was like a light bulb, an epiphany went off in my brain. Mm -hmm. I was like, what do you mean success is structural? Because I always felt it was a personal endeavor. And I didn't fully understand what he was meant until he explained it. And I'm going to explain it now for you guys is because when success has a structure to it, success has a formula to it. But we often think we're doing it right when all actuality we're out of alignment of the formula. And that's where the frustration happens because you think you're doing the right thing, but in all actuality, you're doing the wrong thing. And that's what you're attracting. That was what's so, what's so frustrating on the journey. You've heard of how many, how many gurus have written books about success, spirituality, whatever. If, if all these books worked, if everything worked, wouldn't we all be where we wanted to be? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't we all be where we want to be? That was another question that popped in my head is obviously there's something going on in all these books that might not be the right way. Mm -hmm. Because if it was, we'd all be where we would want to be. Mm -hmm. And that was the frustrating thing was it, none of the books talked. All the principles were correct, but all the language was off. There was no common thread. There was no common thread that pieced what Esther Hicks would say compared to Tony Robbins, what Jim Rome would say to Carolyn Greenleaf, what would Brian Rassi say to Amelda Arcelia? Like there's so many, everyone had another way of saying it without saying it in a common language that at least felt like it was broken down to me in a structure. So the first epiphany was, let's figure out what that is. And if success is truly a structure, then it can be taught. It can be learned and it can be applied with consistent results. Okay. And that was a huge, huge epiphany. And it's probably the foundation because what you don't know, and you mentioned this about vibrations, Carolyn, it's kind of takes us into a different structure is I don't know about you in the spiritual community, especially when it comes to money, you've heard in the past that is money's vibrational. Have it's you not? Just like anything else, it's an energy. It's an energy. Now, I would throw some pushback on that. Okay. I would throw some pushback on the vibration. I don't know about, I, would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call it vibrational. I think money has a vibration to it. But I would say if you're not, if you've been vibrating for years and the money hasn't shown up, it's telling you that it's not just vibration. You're missing another part of the structure. Right. It is your relationship to that energy. I mean, everything is energy. So if money is energy. The vibration that it holds is connected to the vibration, to your vibration and your belief about money. That's one portion to it. Okay. That's one portion to it. That's part of the structure. That's part of the structure is the belief that you are abundant, the belief that you have to be abundant so you don't have lack in your vibration. But there's another portion of the structure that, 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 that people often miss on this journey. And if you don't get it right, you'll sit there vibrating abundance and no abundance is coming. I don't, I don't know. There's no abundance coming because right. I've sat there for years vibrating abundance. And all of a sudden, nothing showed up in my bank account. I don't know. And it has to do with the structure. 
you have to realize that success is structure. It's not only energetic structure, but it's also money structure. You need to get both correct to get so, both. So what you're saying is that it is the alignment of your spiritual self and your physical self. What is going on on the physical plane as well as the spiritual plane? Correct. Bridging There's the another structure involved. And that, that's part of it. There's another structure involved. Is you have to realize that money is a value system. You need to have something that someone values to pay you in the way they want to pay it. And if you don't implement that structure in relation to the first structure that you just said, Carolyn, mm -hmm. you, won't, you won't attract the money you want. You might get a little oh. bit of money, but you will not get the consistent money and success. And oh. it's a very misnomer out there in the spiritual community. Wouldn't that uh, relate to uh, the balance of giving and receiving both Partially. sides? That, that's, that, that's, that's, part of, that's part of the energy of uh, money. That's part of the money structure. But you have money loves structure. You got to figure out what that structure is for you. Mm -hmm. And if you don't figure it out in relation to the, the feeling of the money, then you will not get it. You might get pieces of the money. You might get occasional money, but you will not rely on it and have it become consistent in your life until you get it down. Okay. Do you want to you want you want to tell the audience a little bit more about the structure? You're going to leave us hanging. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mentioned a little bit. Like, think of the structure this way: money has a value, right? What makes someone really, really uh, wealthy financially versus someone who's not? And this was always a very frustrating thing for me. Like, you would for years ago, you would go on and you'd be like, "Why is that person so successful?" Like. I, they, they, what are they doing that I'm not doing? Like, obviously there's something going on. And if you think in monetary terms, if you don't look at it in the right way, they have a really good, they're offering some type of value in a way that someone wants to pay for it. Mm -hmm. You have to have that piece of it. You I have to have that piece of the structure. Uh -huh. So give me an example. If you have a business, you need to figure out the structure of the business to allow someone to pay for what you find is valuable in the way they want to pay for it. If you don't get that structure right, you're not so, going to get money. So, it, so in a sense, it's also communicating what you are providing in a way that the um, the community understands the value of it and, and then, how and, it would help them. And that's the structure that you're talking about. Correct. It, money oh. loves structure. Mm -hmm. And you have to realize there's multiple structures at play. It's not just one structure. Mm -hmm. That's a, that that's, and you'll read that in the book of how that comes into fruition. Okay. Uh, I did not create it. I just brought it to life. You have to understand. I went out and searched every book I could think of. Mm -hmm. I paid every guru I could think of. I pulled it all together and tried to make it sense for me in a selfish act. But what happened, Carolyn, was our clients started coming to a, to us and they would come up with similar situations. They would come, they would come up with similar situations. I don't lack, I don't have any time to get this thing done for you, Brian. Uh, or, Hey, I don't want to take the money. What do you mean? You don't want to take the money. You came for us to go help you get money. And all of a sudden eight out of 10 people wouldn't take the money. And you're like, what is going on? That makes no sense. You come to us, you pay us money to go get you money. And then we bring you the money. And your first inclination is I don't want to take the money. Have you ever experienced that, Carolyn? I don't think so. Oh, you don't remember? <laughs> I don't know. You don't remember? I love that. <laughs> I remember a conversation, and I and I is uh, you have to understand, uh, Carolyn. Karen, you know, part of Greenleaf Healing was was birthed a little bit out of we helped. We were a part of your journey, right? Mm -hmm. We were part of your journey. Right. Uh, of helping you get structured correctly. Mm -hmm. And part of these journeys is sometimes when the money shows up so quick and you're not ready for it. Yes. Our first inclination is to say no. It well, bothered me. Down. Yeah. Because you, you, if you're not, um, if you don't, if you're not used to, um, to money and even handling, you know, a, a great sum of money, um, all of a sudden, you've got to, you've got to learn some more skills. You've got to understand different things, you know, and um, yeah. 
Yeah, so, it, it's really it was really an eye-opening experience that mm-hmm. that all of a sudden these lessons, this journey to put it in, into a framework for me to, to to write my own ship, all of a sudden became the same blueprint that we used to share and continuously share to our clients as well. And they started reaping the rewards as well. And it's been a wonder. That's why we've implemented it wherever we go, because these are universal. Success is universal. You Mm -hmm. can have success. It's a skill set. You have to understand what a skill is. It's the ability. It's the ability to practice something and understand a, a subject comprehensible. That's how you master something. You do it through the art of practice. And when we say success, let's go back to the definition of a success. So you're also talking about forming new habits. That's part of it. Retraining the the brain, the mind. That's correct. That's part of it. Changing the the beliefs and the structures. That's absolutely, you are absolutely correct, Carolyn. But the first part is aligning with the right aim. You know, Success is an aim. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a different definition of what a success is, right? All it is, is it's an aim. It's an ability to have an aim and actually accomplish an aim. Okay. That is a skill to be able to align with your aim and be able to bring that aim into physical manifestation. That is a skill set that everyone on this call or whoever watches this video and now or in the future will realize that you've been doing this your entire life. If you're not experiencing this on a daily basis, then it's telling you your structure's off. Mm-hmm. You might, if you're not experiencing it, it's, you're, you're, you're attracting exactly what you are and it's your structure's off. And if that's frustrating to you, if that is absolutely frustrating, like it got to me years ago, You've gotten to the point where you need to unlock and figure out the right structure for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Because we are the creators of our reality. And so this unlocking is all mingled into our, um, our beliefs and our thoughts. And, and it's also generational. I mean, it's, it's something that is handed down where um, I believe that, you know, people that come from wealthy families for generations. That is just, it is part of their, they're born into that environment. You know, they are breathing and, and, and eating and, and they are in that environment continuously. So for, you know, for them, um, uh, they read, they have that mindset that they have been nurtured into, you know, but uh, you know, for people who are born into families that um, you know, that, that, are also experiencing lack, you know, to me, that's also, you know, says that's part of what your soul's journey is, is to understand lack and to take that challenge and overcome it. You know, how can I turn this around? Um, You know, so. uh, So you may have uh, already, you know, um, You may have a right. Well, we've kind of touched on this, but this question here too is um, how does one actually master success? How would you define that? Well, that's a very good question. You know, uh, I heard the story, I quoted it in the book. It was by uh, Kevin Trudeau. He's kind of a, he wrote some, he was a best selling author, mm-hmm. and he uh, he's known for his, uh, mastery as well, millionaire, multimillionaire, and so forth. But he had a say. He had a he had a story. He said one time about when a Shaolin monk visited him one time, and he was a connoisseur of the martial arts. But mm-hmm. uh, if, if the audience knows about a Shaolin monk, these guys are, you know, they are proficient not only in the mind but physically in their spirituality, right? And also physically in their art. And he said something about a story about, I'm not afraid of uh, someone who's thrown 10,000 punches one time. I'm afraid of the person that's thrown uh, one punch 10,000 times. And his point was, is the one that throws the punch 10,000 times that punch, they're pretty proficient and masterful in the way. 
Mm-hmm. And it goes back to understanding how to master something. You, it's a skill set that you practice over and over to the point where if you practice something 10,000 times, it would just happen automatically. Just like when you drive a car, uh, you ever drive to a new job, you, sometimes you put it in the GPS and it takes you, you listen to the GPS and you get to that work. And then all of a sudden you get the job and then you drive that a couple of times with the GPS and all of a sudden you don't need the GPS to get to work. But when you leave work going home, if you ever driven a car and all of a sudden you kind of dazed off, but somehow you got home, right. has that ever happened to you? And you're like, who drove this car? Who mm-hmm. drove the car? How scary is that? Now, maybe we need autonomous cars, you know, you know, self-driving cars. But I know for you, but once you get that, that is your unconscious memory becoming competent mm-hmm. in the ability to drive yourself home. Mm-hmm. But what if you became unconsciously competent in the skill set? of your aims. Mm -hmm. What would that look like? What would that look like? And that's possible, but you need to know how to create that. Mm -hmm. And for me to, to, to write the ship, to figure it out, there's a certain amount of steps that you have to do on a daily basis. And if you do these things on a daily basis, it will put you in the right structure to reap the rewards of those daily unconscious competence of success. And that's how I feel that if you do these things on a regular basis, steps, 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 and they don't have to be in alignment. They don't have to be perfectly like you have to do one before you do two, before you do three, before you do four, you just got to do the base, the base foundational stuff Mm -hmm. over and over again until you tip the tides to be more in alignment with your aims than not in alignment with your aims. And that's how mastery begins and stays. And, you know, I am going to just add this too. I always tell people, people, whatever you are trying to master is always going to master you because you are an infinite being of creation. You are always in the state of expansion. So if your goal is to master something, that thing that you are trying to master is always going to be ahead of you. <laughs> so it's, it's just a continuous journey. And, and that is what creation is about. And that's what we are about as creative beings is that we're always expanding ourselves. So we're always, you know, we, we, we come into that place of mastery where we finally get it and we're elated However, the journey doesn't end there. No, it just gets more exciting because now you start to understand, oh, this is how that game really works. And now you're no longer a victim either. So it's funny you say that, Carolyn, because it brings it back uh, to the art technique that we talk about in the book. The ability, the art technique is the ability to align, raise and transform any failure into a success. And when you realize this, the, these three major components, and there's nine steps to that, you'll realize what Carolyn has touched in on was step number nine. When you realize a success, you have to realize the minute you realize that you're going to then be asked to grow again, mm-hmm. which means you have birthed a new dream, a new desire. Some people would call it Nestor Hicks. Uh, being in the vortex. you There's some things that you've heard over and over from, from a lot of spiritual and very wise teachers. It's just once you understand how that's in full alignment, when you hit step number nine, that's when you're going to be asked to grow. And Carolyn, you remember with Imelda, she used to consider it like a tornado. You're always revisiting the same spot, but you're higher up on the echelon of the growth. So it might look like the same cycle coming around, but you've just risen that much more in your endeavor. And that's what happens with your desires. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, what else would you, um, you know what, what about you know, chapter five, the key to, to figuring it all out? Um, What's, uh, 
what little tidbit can you give us about that? I, we've talked a lot about a lot of the pieces of it, but um, is there anything you want to elaborate on that? Part? Oh, yeah. I mean, the key to chapter five is really coming down to understanding how your mind is one of the main components mm-hmm. to, the, to the equation. It's one of the main components, but most people figure they stay on the main component of the mind. They talk about the unconscious. They talk about the subconscious. They talk about uh, hypnosis. They talk about there's so many different modalities out there. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to my earlier premise was there's so many people talking about one spoke. It felt like they were all touching about this is the spoke. And you're like, okay, I'm going to go to this spoke <laughs> and I'll do this book. Just tell me what I got to do, Bri. Tell me what I got to do. That's all I ever asked. Like, Carolyn, just tell me what I got to do. And if this is what you tell me, I'll go do that. And then you go do that. And all of a sudden you're frustrated because you don't get the result that you're needing. It's because you don't have the entire spoke of the wheel. Mm-hmm. For me and my journey, the key to figuring out was understanding how the mind works. It was a major spoke that was eluded me for many years. Like, how does the mind really, really work? And why is it so important to understand how the mind really, really works? Uh, was a key to figuring it out for me. Now, mm-hmm. for some people on this call, they're like, oh, I know how the mind works. Okay. Well, if you're that person and you're not experiencing success on a daily level, it's telling you you're missing something else, uh, another spoke in the wheel. Mm-hmm. So come get all the spokes in the wheel and understand how the, all the spokes work and then figure out the right framework to do that on a daily basis so you reap the rewards that you should be reaping every day of your life and business. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So, you know, um, uh, and, and I was going to say, it's, it's about bringing all of these different elements together. You know, as you know, we, we mentioned, you know, they, um, we have the spiritual aspects, you know, um, the soul's wisdom and the knowledge and all of that, we, that we need to be in alignment with, we need to be in tune with, um, because that really bring brings forth um, a lot of the magic. Uh, but then there is the physical reality that we are here to master, you know, to be the, the, the captain of our ship. Um, it, it just, you know, it uh, kind of entered my mind of it's kind of like a, a mother who is taking care of all of her children. <laughs> her children are all of her spokes. And uh, but she finds a way, you know, because, you know, she loves them and she knows to have a cohesive family that she's got to find a way to, you know, to have all of these folks work together and to cooperate together. It, and, it, it, you know, some, some, some parents are successful, some, you know, there's levels of success. Well, but. Well, it's, it's funny you say that because, you know, part of what that chapter is in chapter five was understanding the power of the unconscious mind versus the power of the conscious mind. Mm-hmm. And there's two different power structures. Uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Bruce Lipton, well-known, mm-hmm. most oh, yes. probably so many of your readers have heard of Mr. Bruce Lipton. He, he, he explained it the best to me. And it was, he says, the conscious mind, the conscious mind. So it, it is like the equivalent of a 40-bit processor, 40 bits. But the unconscious mind is equivalent to a 40-million-bit processor. Mm. So I don't know about you. But have you done affirmations before? Oh, yeah. Okay. Have you ever tried and done an affirmation before over and over and over again? And for some reason, it does not take hold. It's yeah, but it's not. There's a lot many. There's many spokes involved with an affirmation. I I would agree. I would agree. My my studies was I remember for a year I repeated about five different affirmations for a year. Mm-hmm. Five, most of them were about money. <laughs> and when money didn't show up, it became very frustrating. If you mm-hmm. said something over and over and over again, every day for an hour, for a year, and you did not get where you wanted to go, it, that's a very frustrating act. And for me, when I heard this, it was like, okay, first I'm mad. Because I wasted it. I felt like I've wasted a year on affirmations that didn't work. Okay. But the second one was like, how do I use this unconscious power of the mind mm-hmm. to work in relation with my affirmation? 
because mm -hmm. obviously I was working on it with a 40 bit processor yeah. thinking I was going to overrun a 40 million bit processor. Mm -hmm. And that's where the frustration comes in was how do you use that 40 million bit processor mm -hmm. to get where you want to go mm -hmm. instead of doing it the hard way, mm -hmm. like I was for a year. Mm -hmm. And that, 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 that was part of the key to figuring it all out. Mm -hmm. Yes. But how do you figure out, how do you use that 40 million bit processor? And, because and, that was definitely one major spoke that yeah. I was not using in my wheel that I needed the four. And, and part of that is really understanding the laws of creation, you know, and how you are, uh, you are affecting, uh, you are creating your reality. Okay. And so an affirmation, it depends on how it is written how it is spoken, what you're feeling, where your mindset, you know, all of the different spokes are part of it. It's not that affirmations don't work. It's just where, what is your mindset are, and what is your alignment and everything that you're, that you're talking about. So that whole concept of, of, you know, lack or success, it's all comes back here. <laughs> how, here. Yeah, oh yeah. That alignment. Yes, absolutely. That, that's part of the structure. Absolutely. That's part of the structure. That's why success is structural. You have to understand what structures are at play and how they are interrelated with what you're trying to aim. That's why it's an art. You learn the art and the science of it. You can be an artist and you can be scientific. You have to blend them together to be mm -hmm. able to reap the rewards. That's what a master does. You've been doing it your entire life. Just remember, you're masterful. If you, if you have not experienced it, and I say some people on this call might say, Brian, you're full of it. You can, there's no way you can master something like success. And I would say to you, no, you can't. It's no different than mastering typing. It's no different than speaking English. It's no different than being a really good writer you know, with a pen calligraphy, you know what I'm saying? Like it, mm -hmm. it, we all have skills and if you practice it with the right principles uh, and many of it was discussed with Carolyn, obviously you need to find whoever's going to give you that right framework and latch onto them, right? And learn that framework and then implement that over and over and over again until it becomes unconsciously competent, no mm -hmm. different than driving home. From work. Yes, yes. And I think also to remember that we are ultimately responsible for how we are utilizing um, the material that, you know, that when we pick the, you know, when we pick the right person, for instance, when some, you know, someone picks, picks you, Brian, to work with, to, to get success in their business, um, they also still have to take full responsibility for, you know, you can, you can, it's just like an affirmation. Well, okay, Brian, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. But, you know, are, are they really responsible for tending to all of the spokes within their person, within themselves, you know, um, that's tremendous. And, you know, I, I run into that in my business too, with my clients, you know, is, uh, well, you know, yes, you can do this, this, and this, but, you know, you've got to really be in it, in it to win it. You know, you've got to be really committed. You've got to be really aligned and, uh, and do that inner work and take full responsibility. So, um, so Brian, do you have anything else that you want to share with our audience? Uh, I would say the, the overall theme is success is a skill set that you can master. It can be taught, it can be learned, and it can be applied consistently on a daily basis. And when you do this, what we used to feel inconsistent becomes consistent. What used to be really reactive becomes proactive. Mm -hmm. And you'll become so confident, so feeling of unstoppability that you can accomplish anything you want in life and business when you get these principles down and understood and implemented in the right structure. Choose wisely. And of course, it is possible for you. It is possible. And I'm going to lead this back to, uh, Carolyn, if it's okay, I, I would like to share that catch word again, because I think it, I think it, uh, I would like people, the viewers of this audience to, to really pull out your phones 
and type in six digits, 411321. Mm -hmm. And in the body of the text, put the word mastery. And what you're going to get out of this is you're going to get our epiphanies in self-mastery. These are the five major epiphanies that you must understand. You must be exposed to before or during your, your journey to master the skill set of success. And when you realize this, when you realize these five major epiphanies, you're going to understand why it felt so hard. Why does it feel so hard to become successful? That's the first epiphany that you're going to get. So you just type in the text 411321 in the body, one word mastery. It's going to ask you for your email. You give the email, you get this wonderful guide email to you, and you'll get four other major epiphanies along the way with exercises. I've spent tens of thousands of dollars and many more hours just to figure out these five that you will get instantly just by texting this. And I don't care where you start, but start here. Start to get this information because I'm just giving it to you because it was it's that valuable to start your journey here, in my opinion. So awesome. And possible. This is your beautiful book, Lack or Success by Brian Rassi with a wonderful forward from uh, Christopher Duncan. And he is the author of. Um, You're not broken. You're not broken. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Fantastic book. And where can they find this? Is on Amazon? It's on Amazon, or you can go to our website, instigate.com, E-N-S-T-I-G-A-T-E.com. Fantastic. Okay, Brian, thank you. And I will have all of Brian's contact information and all the goodies um, again at the, um, you know, at the end of the video um, in the descriptions and you can connect with Brian and um, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Brian. I truly appreciate, I, I honor your presence here. Uh, thank you so much for coming on and um sharing your wisdom and your success. Now, thank you, Carolyn. And to everyone else, enjoy your journey. That's why you're here. (laughs) Thank you, Brian. And I wish all of you abundant blessings and tremendous success.